Between buying or selling a business, there are a lot of points to consider. From a tax standpoint, to hiring the right employees and management team, especially if you won't be involved in the daily operations of the business, you need to set realistic goals. Analyze how the business is performing and make sure that everyone in your business has a common direction in mind. Welcome to The Michael Saunders Show. Host Michael Saunders and co-host Warren Whitus are here to answer your questions with a high level of expertise and knowledgeable guests. Now, here are Michael and Warren. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of The Michael Saunders Show. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jesse Jameson. I'm here with my other co-host, Warren Whitus, and, of course, Michael Saunders. Tonight, we have two special guests, uh, April Walterscheid. She's going to be joining us more in the third segment. Our first two segments are with a very special guest that we're extremely honored to have, Dr. Kent Hoven. Dr. Kent Hoven uh, talks a lot about creation, and he especially enjoys uh, bringing people to the Lord by doing creation versus evolution debates. Is that a good introduction for you, Dr. Hovind? And uh, is that about make, uh, make sense? And, and what would you that's, like to say? That's great. I get called all sorts of things, but uh, anything fine. Go ahead. <laughs> so you right now have kind of what I would consider a theme park. It's Dinosaur Adventureland. Right. Can you kind of explain to our audience uh, and our listeners that maybe don't know, you know a little bit about Dinosaur Adventureland? <clears throat> Well, I'm, uh, I was a high school science and math teacher 15 years and I've been an evangelist speaking on dinosaurs and the Bible and the scientific accuracy of the Bible. I've been doing that for um, 30 years, defending the Bible as being scientifically accurate. And uh, three and a half years ago, a guy gave us the property up here in Lenox, Alabama, straight north of Pensacola, 70 miles, 140 acres. And so we are building, it's a combination of things. I'm, we're not sure what it is ourselves, but uh, theme park, campground, museum, science center, all kinds of activities, all of them try to give glory to God and try to um, make a science lesson and a spiritual lesson together, kind of like Jesus did, consider the lilies, consider the sparrows. So we have about 500 now lessons that we teach that involve something spiritual with something physical, using science to glorify God instead of science to draw people into believing they came from a rock 4.6 billion years ago for no reason. We think if if me and the rest of the Michael Saunders crew and maybe even April wanted to come down, what type of costs can a family of four expect uh, to pay when they go to Dinosaur Adventureland? It costs absolutely nothing. We have 12 cabins, uh, 20 motorhome hookups. You can come down stay. If you stay more than a day or two, we're going to put you to work because we have lots to do around here. But uh, we don't charge anything. We have a camp kitchen. Our cook is really good. We just ask people to give a donation. And can you tell us a little bit about the 777 Club and maybe how uh, you came about it? Because I know it kind of came off of R&Raw's 666 Club. And what do, the funds, what do the funds go to with that 777 Club? Well, that's how we stay open for free. I mean, we people donate to help us stay open. I'm, a, I'm an independent, temperamental, fundamental, right-wing, radical, chicken-eating Baptist preacher. <laughs> I, believe in, I believe in winning souls and uh, teaching to get out and do the same. And some people feel the same way. Like they should say, man, the Bible is literally true, scientifically accurate in every detail. I defended against all comers. Had 193 debates now. I'll take on anybody else you can find. I defend the Bible as being true. And evolution theory is being dumb. And I guess some people appreciate that. And they say, man, I want to help. And so they, we've asked people if they would like to, to give a dollar a day, 31 bucks a month, to be a member of our very completely informal 777 Club. I don't even know how many people are in it. I really, and I'm not going to check. I don't know who's in it. I don't want to know. I don't want to show any favoritism. But people, we don't send them letters. We don't, you know, beg for money. We, if they want to help, fine. It's God's problem to supply for us. So, 
he lays it on their heart, they'll do it. Some people supply and some people don't want to get involved and some people hate us. I think there, before I, probably 10 years ago, somebody said there are 2,000 anti-Kent Hovind websites. I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, type in my name. Your, com- your computer will explode. They really go nuts over me. And let, me uh, let me ask. I don't know why, because I'm the nicest guy I've ever met, but I, they, they, they don't think so. <laughs> I, I personally do think you are a nice individual, very much so. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been watching uh, your videos all these years. Okay. Let me, let me ask you this, because I'd imagine that most of our listeners do believe in God in some way, shape, or form. Is it necessary for salvation if, if they do believe in evolution or don't believe in evolution? And how, how would you maybe discuss that with a fellow Christian? <laughs> Part of the question cut out with audio problems there. What was it again? Well, I was just wondering, like, if somebody does believe in evolution and they believe that the Earth is maybe 4.6 billion years old and the universe is 16 billion or whatever the scientists say it is now, uh, does that make them any less of a Christian? Or how would you maybe talk to a fellow Christian that maybe doesn't uh, look at the Earth as 6,000 years old? Well, I, oh yeah, you can become a Christian just by receiving Jesus Christ as your Savior. You don't have to be right on all your theology. You can be wrong on quite a number of things and still be a member of God's family. Now, if you read the Bible, I think you'll pretty quickly realize this book teaches the earth is about 6,000 years old and everything was made in six days. In the Ten Commandments, Exodus 20, God wrote it on a rock with his finger. He don't stutter. He said, in six days, the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that in them is. That's Exodus 20. So that would mean dinosaurs had to live with man. Everything was made in six days. So it was repeated in Exodus 31, 17. Jesus said in Matthew 19, 4 and in Mark 10, 6 that the creation of Adam was the beginning. Well, was it or wasn't it? Was Jesus lying? Was he stupid? Uh, so I think if a Christian really does receive Christ as their Savior, the Holy Spirit will live in them, and he will seek to guide them and turn them into, into truth on, in all areas. And Probably everybody has some things that they're wrong on, certain doctrines, you know, things we don't understand yet. Yeah, answer to question, yes, you can absolutely be a Christian and still believe the earth is billions of years old. But I think if you really read the Bible and grow and mature, you'll quickly realize you were wrong and change it. Warren, uh, you and Michael obviously have a a business and what have you. You and I were discussing how, you know, Dr. Hoven, you used to live in Pensacola, Florida, where you did originally have dinosaur adventure land. Right. But you no longer have Dinosaur Adventure Land there in Pensacola, Florida. Does your family still have the property in Pensacola, or what exactly happened in Pensacola, if you want to maybe share a little bit with us? Well, that would take an hour to explain the whole thing. It's a kind of a sad story. The answer is yes, they still have the property, uh, and it has never come up here to see me, 70 miles away. So I feel bad about that. I've tried everything I know, but it's a long, interesting, sad story, but it's not over yet. We're still fighting the case, uh, the government case against me, and they're going to owe me enough money to buy the whole state of Alabama when we get done, if we win. I don't want the whole state, though. I just want, you know, I want to build, build a dinosaur adventure like this in every state. Everybody needs, everything we do is, is purposely low-tech. I'm thrilled for, like, Ken Ham's $100 million Noah's Ark. That's great. We need one of those, but who else can build $100 million Noah's Ark? but we have a swing called our circle swivel spring swing, my own invention. You put the kid in there and they spring, swing in a big circle and spin at the same time and bounce up and down. We built it for 40 bucks and it teaches a great lesson. When you get really, con- we have a tree over away from the swing with a Bible on it, a wooden Bible. You say, now kid, when you get, all, when you get off this sw- swing, go over there and hug that Bible. 
Because sometimes you get really confused in life. You don't know what to do. Hang on to God's word. I mean, for 40 bucks, you can teach a great spiritual lesson. And they have a lot of fun going around, 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 getting dizzy and puking on the flowers. So they grow pretty flowers that spring. <laughs> I always marveled at how some kids at the fair can take the spinning we, you know, wheel and the whole thing. I always wanted to vomit. So I, I don't understand how people can do it, but it sounds like they are having a good time out there. I noticed you said something about suing the government and you're going to have a lot of money from them. Is that going into the Kent Hovind is innocent? And will you share a little bit with us about that? Well, I've been speaking for years and years on the topic of creation versus evolution. I did a video series. I got one here on the table somewhere, or some other series. Anyway, it's 18 hours long, and it covers all the things that are in, involved, like how do you prove the earth is not billions of years old? Where do dinosaurs fit in? What was the Garden of Eden like? How many lies are there in the textbooks? It's over 75 now. But video number five of my series is titled The Dangers of Evolution. And in there, I go into the philosophy behind evolution and and creation and the difference it makes. The founders of this country said, we hold these truths to be self-evident. All men are created equal. They're endowed by their creator with certain rights, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. And so uh, 20, uh, 15 years ago about, a SWAT team came into my house with the IRS agents and arrested 20 armed SWAT team machine guns. I said, what's going on? He said, you're under arrest. He said, for what? He said, for structuring. I, said, I don't even know what that is. I went to prison for structuring. Anyway, they said, get every DVD number five you can find. That's the one they wanted to shut me up on, the teaching. Because there are some people who would like to have a one-world government, a new world order. <clears throat> and so they can't have people believing they, come, they have a creator that gives them rights. Because if people believe they have rights that come from the creator, they'll throw the tea in the harbor and start a big war. And so I believe I love my country. I love our system of government that we, that we had originally. Uh, it's a re constitutional republic. I love the Lord. I'm trying to, I don't, I don't harm anybody. But I teach that the evolution theory is part of the foundation for the new world order. The idea that we need a one world government, get rid of God. And so they arrested me, took me to trial. My attorney said, Kent, don't even give a defense. You did nothing wrong. I said, I know. The guy who did the Kent Hovind is innocent.com video series, he spent 15 months investigating my case. He said, Kent, I cannot believe they did this to you. The government broke a hundred laws to put you in prison. He said, you didn't break any laws at all, nothing. I said, I, I know. Anyway, so I spent nearly nine years in federal prison over structuring, which I did, I'd never heard of till then. <laughs> That's taking your own money out of your own bank in amounts less than $10,000. Just look at the YouTube channel, KenHovenDeSendon.com. Yeah. It'll blow your mind. Dr. Hoven, I, this is Warren. We're suing him. Yeah, go ahead. A quick question. Is, is your... The facility down there in, in Alabama, is that a church, a ministry, or do you not put those labels on, on what you have at, that, at this point? Is it a, no, no, it would certainly be considered a church ministry. I'm not sure who gets to make that decision of what, what you call it, but yeah, uh, it's, I'm an ordained Baptist preacher, and we've had 67 people baptized here in our lake. Okay. And for services here Sunday morning, actually every night, we do a YouTube uh, right. Bible study. We're going so, to... So oh, yes, all, the, all the money that gets donated to you, which I'm sure you're entitled to, because it seems like you spend a lot of money in, in, in making the place pleasant where people want to be, and, and right. of course, they want to be with you and, and hear your words. Um, is there, I mean, do you have, I mean, you're, you're a smart guy. I mean, I, I, I know that right away with just, just listening to you for the last 10 minutes. 
And I'm like, well, you know, even churches get in situations where they have to basically file certain documents with, with the federal government saying, right. yeah, we're, 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 we're a ministry, we're a church, and uh, yeah, we don't pay taxes on certain things. Uh, we do pay taxes, uh, at least on employees' taxes. I don't know if you have any employees down there, if everybody's a volunteer. But I think think that would that would be the first thing in my mind. Do you, do you have employees down there? That No, we do not. We have a, a trustee board that handles everything, and uh, I don't handle any of the finances. We don't even I've never broken any tax laws. And even when they arrested me, they couldn't find anything wrong with taxes. So they arrested me for structuring, which is drug laws. I've never taken drugs in my life. I've never tasted alcohol. I'm 66 years old. Well, I, I a couple of times, but uh, so <laughs> I've, I, it, it, it was bizarre what they did. They were so desperate to shut me up on video number five. That was really the reason, but no, there were no law, tax laws broken and we're not breaking any now. And so our trustees handle all that. Whatever paperwork we got to file, we file it. Whatever taxes we got to pay, we pay them. I've never been against taxes. You have to have taxes to run the government. Well, that that and protect that that one word that you mentioned, liberty. Um, that's one that's one thing that our servicemen do and service women. They they protect our liberties and and our rights here. Not, not only overseas, obviously, but. But uh, we also have organizations like police organizations and stuff like that, FBI thing, you know, all, all the alphabet guys that uh, protect this country against a lot yeah, of I mean, things. So, it, you know, taxes are pretty important, and we all end up paying them. And right. we may not agree with the structure of them, but we pay. We we say, well, it's worth it to live in this country versus somewhere like Syria or or Iraq or Iran or anywhere else like that. So, okay, yeah. I, I'm just curious because. Um, you know, I, I, I just, I'm trying, I'm still wrapping around, uh, wrapping my head around this whole thing. Why wow, they could put you in jail for that long for structuring. It was, if it it was so something weird. else. The, uh, the, my attorney said, Kent, don't give a defense. You didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. They're at the closing and said, folks, the law says this. Kent never broke this law. And the U.S. attorney said, I object. To what? He's reading the law. Well, the judge went back and changed the law and came back and said, with a new law and said, if you find Kent took out less than $10,000, you have to find him guilty, which is not at all what the law says. It's more than 10000 with two transactions in one day, which I never did. Anyway, then the judge at sentencing said, Mr. Hoven, your crime is worse than rape. Everybody was shocked. The judge said, uh, this, this crime typically calls for zero to six months structuring, but I'm going to enhance it to 10 years in your case. Um. I don't understand that part of the law. I don't. I don't know how he could say well, then, this is worse than rape. But, <laughs> but then, when they when we finally got the transcript, we had to pay four thousand five hundred dollars to get the transcript of the trial. Typically, that takes two months to get. Took sixteen months to get mine, and they had changed it. Took out the worse than rape part. We're not sure what else they changed. The U.S. attorney that put me in prison then went down and seized the church bank account, seized all the church properties. And two weeks later, he flew to Detroit to have sex with a five-year-old, got off the plane with Vaseline and a doll, and he hung himself in jail. They arrested him. Just Google John David Roy Atchison. That's the guy who went after me for taking our own money out of our own bank to pay church bills. It was such That's a- interesting. Oh, well. If it hadn't happened to me, I would not believe the case, but it happened to me. Yeah. That, definitely, that definitely sounds like a case of cruel and unusual something or another. It was, and, and uh, we're still it, fighting up. We're going to win. 
and it's really scary to think that they can actually take some words out of a court transcript. That seems they really did. kind of freaky. We're going to be going to break. Tell uh, people how they can visit Dinosaur Adventureland online. What's the website? DrDino.com, D-R-D-I-N-O.com. Our YouTube is Kent Hovind Official. Hovind's a Norwegian name, H-O-V-I-N-D. Uh, they can call our phone number, 855-BIG-DINO, and go to extension one or two and find out how to come visit. Book a cabin. Come on down. Spend a few days. We have a blast here. All free. Well, to the listeners, uh, stay tuned. We're going to talk more with Dr. Hoven on the other side of the break. And uh, I believe Michael and uh, Warren have some more questions that they'd like to pose to Dr. Hoven. And Dr. Hoven, obviously, there's so much more we want you to share as well. So uh, we're going to take a quick pause here, and uh, we'll catch you guys on the other side. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com again that's jeff spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com voice america is where you are and where you want to be join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available don't forget to view all our live events including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to The Michael Saunders Show. If you have a question or comment about the show, please send an email to sales at yourbusinessbrokers.com. That's sales at yourbusinessbrokers.com. Now, back to The Michael Saunders Show. Welcome, everyone, back to the Michael Saunders Show. Our guest tonight for the first two segments is going to be Dr. Kent Hovind, and he's got some great things to say, not only about his religious beliefs, about creation, about evolution, but also a little bit about his uh, legal issues that he's had with our our fine U.S. government. So uh, from there, um, Kent, would you like to go ahead and start – your second segment here and lead us off? Well, sure, yeah. We were talking about how that I spent nearly nine years in federal prison, did nothing wrong. There's a website, kenthovenisinnocent.com, that covers all the details on that. While I was in prison, they moved me 32 times in less than nine years, which is highly unusual, and it's an, another attempt to hassle somebody who's in prison. I just said, God, I'm your child. I, I love you. I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm trying to do what's right. So every time they moved me, I led 30, uh, 800 men to the Lord while I was in prison. I wrote 37 books. I earned two more doctor's degrees. Held Bible study four times a day in my, in my room. Federal prison is a lot different. I was in county jail for quite a while of those nine years. But uh, federal prison is a little different. It's more like going to be in a college dormitory. You know, it's very low pressure. It's a, I learned it's a money-making racket for the judges and congressmen. I wrote a book about the prison system called The Kennel, uh, The Big Dog Kennel. 
based on uh, Animal Farm by George Orwell, uh, judges and congressmen own stock in the prison system. Well, aren't they privately owned as well? So a lot of but, the prisons. But, right, right. But the judges might own the land where the prison is. Right, right, right. No, no. Here, the, go- the governor of Mississippi, Haley Barber, right-wing conservative Haley Barber, owns the land where the federal prison in Mississippi is, a thousand acres. He has a 99-year lease, and they have a huge prison system in Mississippi, and he owns the land. So the more people they lock up, the longer they keep the lease going, the more money he makes on his secondary investment. That's, to me, that's evil to allow anybody involved in making laws or enforcing laws to also profit from those they lock up. I think it's just pure evil. But my book, I wrote about it called The Kennel, not a very big book, is on our website, drdino.com. <clears throat> I, I was, I was, I'm embarrassed that I've been a Christian 40 years when I finally realized God never authorizes prisons at all. There shouldn't be prisons at all. In the Bible, if you commit a crime, you get a fine or a beating or executed, depending on the crime. There should not be any prisons at all. When I was in, I asked a thousand guys, I did a survey. <clears throat> I asked a thousand guys this question. I said, if you were found guilty of a crime, whatever it was, doesn't matter. And the judge said, you're guilty. The jury found you guilty. I'm giving you an option. Do you want five years in prison or 20 lashes? I said, which would you take? All but one of them out of a thousand said, I take the 20 lashes. I said, which is cheaper? 20 lashes. Which is better for your family? 20 lashes. Now, if you get locked up more than a year, it's a 90, I think it's a 99% divorce rate. Your family's going to leave you. Yeah. <clears throat> you lose your job, you lose your home, you lose everything when you go to prison more than a year. And on the Bible, in the, under the Bible law, you just get 20 lashes, go home, you're sore for a week, and get back to work. Now, Dr. Hoven, can I play devil's advocate sure, or sure. Aaron, Aaron Raw's best man or whatever you want to call it? So uh, my thought is, is let's say what you're saying is true. You have a bunch of hardened criminals that have no fear of 20 lashes. And now you want to potentially give them that option so that they can come out and live amongst us. I don't know about you. I don't know about, you know, your fans that, that are there with you. But I think all of us would probably hope that that never happens. I talk to people all the time that talk about how corrupt the government is. You know what's worse than a bad government? Complete anarchy. And yeah. so I, I kind of look at it like, you know, I look at, at, you know, just how God gave us the kings. You know, I believe he gave us in the book of Kings, he gave us leadership and he gave us governments so that, you know, we didn't have to worry about, uh, you know, people taking their whips, you know, because what's going to happen if you uh, get somebody in trouble, they get their 20 lashes, they know there's no prison, they're going to be coming for you and there's going to be hell to pay. So uh, I just have to, you know, respectfully disagree with that. But there's good reason behind that. The last thing we want is a murderer taking 20 lashes and coming back. Uh, that's, that's why I said in the Bible, you get fined, beating, or executed. If somebody's a murderer, they shouldn't get 20 lashes. They should get executed. Yeah. Somebody's, if, somebody's, if somebody comes and rapes your daughter, she doesn't need to pay for his groceries for the next 20 years because a life sentence these days is usually 20 years and they get out. She needs to go watch him get executed and go spit on his grave every day for a few months until she heals emotionally and go on with life. Yeah, I would agree with that. If somebody steals your car, he goes to prison, now you've got to buy his groceries for the next five years. You're getting robbed twice. Under the Bible, if you steal a sheep, you pay back four sheep. Everybody goes home happy. You steal my car, give me four cars. Or we execute you. <laughs> or, yeah, for certain crime. Read the Bible. There's just execution. 
it works. Napoleon, I think, was executing somebody, forget, and as he's walking up to the gallows or whatever it was, one of the guys said, you think this is going to stop crime? He said, it will for him. <laughs> That's, yeah. That's true. That's very true. Michael, did you want to add yes, anything? Yes, I, I was going to tell you, this is a true story, by the way, uh, and I was involved with it. And I'll make it pretty quick. Uh, I grew up, by the way, in Panama City Beach, okay. which is close to where you guys are at. But, but this was in Tampa, Florida. I went into a, better not say the name, a fast food place, which is known for having great coffee. I go in, no problem. There was a mom and daughter sitting there at the table, no problem. Here comes two guys, you could tell they probably had been out all night. I'm not even going to say that they were, they had motorcycles, which is great. That shouldn't be an issue at all. And it wasn't, but they were mean drunk or mean. Well, they both, when it came to court, they were drunk and on some, some kind of drugs. They in turn turn around and just verbally went up to this mom with this little girl. She was uh, eight years old and verbally talking this unbelievable language. And I kept thinking, and the manager's going, I, I, I'm going to call the police. And they told him what he could do. All I did was go over there and say, sir, please, this is somebody's child. This is somebody's wife. Why are you doing this? They didn't take it real well. Wound up getting in a fight. I had two big guys that wore the biggest motorcycle boots you could imagine. I got beat really bad. I believe the man up above helped me do what I had to do, and I uh, unfortunately I do regret it. I took one man's eye out, but that man later said that if there was ever thing anything that should have been done, he did not blame me at all. He changed. He got a hold of me in Dallas, which is where I was living, and still do. Uh, you just don't know how people are going to act. And I will never forget that. I, I was, as they were beating me, I had kidneys, all kind of problems. I, people ask me, would I do it again? Yes, because I believe God was telling me to step in. Somehow I was going to get through it. At first, I thought I was going to get beat to death. But I can tell you, he works because there's no way I should have survived. They said it even at court. They thought they had beat me to death. But I hung into that one guy's eye, and that's the thing that saved me. I do believe in the man up above, and I do believe things happen. Maybe I don't know what that situation was about, but I was in it, and I'm still glad that happened. For years, that mom and that girl, little girl, contacted me, even as she got older. So I believe you have to have faith. You have to have strength because those things go together when you talk about religion personal strength in your mind your emotions and personal strength in what you know is right and what you know is wrong and that's all i'll say to that uh, oh, i think you did, you did the right thing all through the bible there were bullies that went after other people you know the philistines came and attacked the weaker weaker neighbor and all through the bible it is right to defend yourself for sure and to defend those who can't defend themselves. You did the right thing. I'm proud of you. I felt good about it. I wish it had. And especially with the one man I took his eye out. He contacted me so many times years later to say how bad he felt 
about what he did and what the other guy, I never heard from him again, uh, but they both went to prison. Uh, but the guy contacted me. I don't know. He just started digging and digging. And we had a really good talk about it. I never heard from him again. There was no need to hear from him again. But he was so apologetic about what happened. And on top of that, he told me he was a grandfather. So yeah. it all takes time. But I think people, whether it's physical, emotionally, spiritual, you're going to come around as long as you have an open mind and an open heart. Now, I didn't mean to keep going on about that. Yeah, that. They gave me the equivalent of a beating by giving me nine years in prison and taking away yes. all free property and money, everything. So I understand. It wasn't a physical beating, but boy, the nine years in prison, you suffer. Oh, yeah. uh, I can't imagine. But yeah, thank you for doing the right thing. Make sure, uh, make sure everybody keeps an eye out. Michael might be on the prowl. <laughs> so, um, I'm not that kind of guy, but it called for it that day. That, uh, that sometimes, you know, as far as that mom and daughter were concerned, you know, they probably saw you as their guardian angel. You know, that's one of those things where, like, you would never want to, uh, to kill somebody, but if, if push comes to shove and you have to protect somebody, such as your wife or your daughter, you're obligated, you know, right? I mean, you're kind of obligated. I think even in God's eyes, uh, you know, he would want you to do something in the name of righteousness. Dr. Hoven, the other day you were talking um, about some stuff in the, um, in the last book of the Bible, and you were basically saying that people were judged based on their works. I forget exactly what you were talking about, but then I've also heard you at other times saying that, you know, it's based on faith, not faith and good works, such as, you know, maybe the Catholics would preach. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because isn't there some virtue to doing good works? And while you're doing good works, isn't it kind of impossible to be doing bad or or sin? Oh, absolutely. That's a different, though. Are you doing the good works in order to be saved or because you are saved? We will be judged. Christians will all be judged by our works. But that's not how you go to heaven. There's only two religions in the world, and that's Cain and Abel. Cain brought his fruit and vegetables and said, hey, God, look what I did for you. God would not take it. Abel brought a lamb, an innocent substitute. So the only way to be born again, to get into God's family, is to have a a sacrifice. Jesus Christ is my sacrifice. His righteousness was put onto my account, on account I don't have any. So when God looks at me, he sees that robe of righteousness around me. He sees his child, his son. Okay. He thinks I'm perfect. (laughs) <laughs> Nobody else around here does, but he does. So, okay. So, yeah. So I have his righteousness. Now, once you get into God's family and become born again, become his child, now he expects some work out of you. So you will be judged on the last day based on your works. And some will receive gold, silver, precious stones, or wood, hay, and stubble. And then some people are going to have a huge pile of rewards when they get up to heaven. Wow, look at this big pile, all the stuff this guy did. And they're going to say, oh, excuse me just a minute. We have to test it with fire. Well, the wood, hay, and stubble is going to burn up in the fire. And some people that we think are doing these great, amazing things for God got this huge pile. They're going to end up with 50 cents or a silver dollar, you know, after the fire. So, yes, our works are going to be judged. Why people do good things? Okay, that's great. Now, why did you do it? If you do it for the wrong reason you probably get a bale of hay instead of a lump of gold. So in the book of James, when it says faith without good works is dead, you're, you're qualifying that as saying, yeah, once you're a believer, technically the, uh, the works just come naturally. 
Is, is they should come naturally. I mean, every dad expects his kids to do something. As they get to a certain age, you expect more out of them. You don't want your two-year-old to mow the grass, but if he's 12 years old, hey, son, get out and mow the grass, you know. Earn your keep around here. So uh, it, it's, a, it's a growth thing. When you've been in God's family for a while, he expects more out of you. If you're a one-year-old and you wet your pants, you change the diaper. If you're five years old and you wet your pants, it might be time to say, look, son, knock it off. You're five years old. You know, if they're 10 years old, it's maybe take another tact and say, next time, this is going to happen. So it's, it's an age-related thing in God's family, too. A brand-new Christian can have some kind of sin in their life, and God will put up with it for a while. But after you've been saved a while, he's going to say, okay, son, knock it off. That's enough. Quit right now. I but agree. It, you know, he expects different things out of different – there is children. So – but then why did you do it? If your dad says, clean up your room, so you go clean up your room, but you do it with a bad attitude. Well, that's different than doing it with a good attitude. And so some people do, right? They go to church, they read their Bible, but they, don't, they do it for the wrong reason. They go to church to find the women or something, you know, instead of to study the word. Well, God sees not only what you do, but why you do it. Hey, if you're going to church to pick up on girls, shame on you. <laughs> that is horrible, huh? You meet a nice girl at church, but you don't go there to necessarily hit on, hit on them. Correct. So, Dr. Hoven, Matthew 18, 15 through 18, discusses a disagreement among believers. And the Bible itself says that if there's a disagreement, ultimately you take it to the church. Right. I uh, told Warren and Michael this, that I've always kind of been spiritual, and then X amount of years ago after reading uh, and listening to you, uh, I became more religious, and after reading the Bible, and I read the King James Bible because uh, you've always been pro-King James, when I read that verse, it, it, it made me revert back to Catholicism. Now, I know everyone in your, in your room there is probably putting their head down like, oh, no, but it, I'm not the only Christian that reads that that way, right? Because I look at it, and I say Luther started the uh, Protestant Revolution somewhere about, what, 400 years ago. So am I crazy to assume that church they're talking about in Matthew 18 is actually the Catholic church? You are mistaken. There are actually, I, I covered this on a YouTube oh, six months ago. The Christians in the book of Acts were simply called believers at first or disciples. And then later they began calling them Christians at Antioch. So they, they just simply called themselves Christians. <clears throat> and they went on teaching their kids and grandkids and great grandkids. And then by the year 300, uh, there was a guy named Constantine, the Roman emperor, who wanted to start, uh, he, he, he took all his troops down to the river and dumped them all in the water and said, oh, you're all baptized, you're all Christian. And they were no more Christian than my dog. They just got wet. And really, it was Constantine or one of those Roman emperors that started what morphed into the Catholic Church. By about the year 318 AD, you really have two groups, both claiming the name Christian. You got the original disciples and their descendants, and now you have the Catholics both claiming the name Christian. Then you come along to 1500s, and Martin Luther comes along and says, I protest, you're doing all this wrong. And he starts the Protestant movement. And so now there's three groups claiming the name Christian. The Baptist, or those that I think morphed into the Baptist, the just simple Bible believers, that's all. The Catholic and the Protestant. So people say, are you Catholic or Protestant? Well, neither one. Baptist. See, Baptist would say, we never were part of the Catholic Church. We didn't come out of the Catholic Church. We were there before the Catholic Church started. And then about 1800, there started to be a, a, new, a fourth group come on the scene that most people would classify as the cults. The, ones, the Jehovah's Witness, the uh, Church of Christ, 
uh, Lily uh, some Screwball, a Seventh-day Adventist, that, that really can't trace their roots back to the original disciples and their belief. Dr. Dr. Hoven, forgive me. We're, we're, we've run up against the clock here, but ultimately your, ultimately your answer for that would just be the Baptists have technically been around since the beginning. Before the and, Catholics. And, and Catholics so what I, yeah, the Catholics are wrong on quite a few things, but we can fix it. I, I assume, I assume uh, Warren, go ahead, and we're going to pause right now. So if you guys are uh, listening at home, if you guys want to catch uh, Dr. Hoven's uh, site, you can go to Dr. Uh, Kent Hoven Official on YouTube. He's got great videos literally every day. Dr. Hoven, thank you so much for being on the Michael Saunders Show. It thank was you for real, having me. It was a real blessing. Thank you, doctor. Thank you, sir. Bye. Thank you. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to The Michael Saunders Show. If you have a question or comment about the show, please send an email to sales at yourbusinessbrokers.com. That's sales at yourbusinessbrokers.com. Now, back to The Michael Saunders Show. Welcome back to The Michael Saunders Show. Our next guest is going to be April Walterscheid, and she is a tax attorney from the Phoenix, Arizona era. So, area, so love. It'll be interesting to see how she feels about this, um, this system they've got of, of tax evasion or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, April, tell us, tell us from a legal standpoint, what's the deal with Kent Hoven and where do you practice law? Uh, I practice law as a comedian and I don't make <laughs> enough money to file taxes. I'm not Jewish, not good with money. <laughs> <laughs> so you can totally appreciate where Kent Hovind's coming when he says that he doesn't necessarily want to deal with the tax laws and, and what have you. Yeah. You know what? I want to make enough money to deal with the tax laws. So I'm very opposite of Keith Hovind. Er, Kent, sorry, I keep calling him Keith because all Keiths don't matter. So <laughs> do you guys agree with Kent that the world's 6,000 years old or I just can't imagine man, you know, riding on the back of a dinosaur. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe it's 6,000 6, years old. I, I personally don't think the Bible should be taken as the, the, the truth. I mean, it, it has a lot of parables and things of that nature in, in it to make a point. There's sermons to make, that make a point. But is it actually factual? 
Try, try sending a, an email around the room and have everybody read it and give you their, their opinion on that particular email, you know, how things get changed if it goes from one person to another, or just the spoken word. So they weren't writing things down very well 6,000 years ago. I mean, let's face it, they didn't even probably have, a, have an alphabet. So uh, I, I don't believe in that. I think, I think there's evolution there, but nobody knows. Nobody's, nobody's around that can tell us that. So that's my now, now you're sounding like Kent Hovind. Michael, what did you what, what do you what do you have to say on this? Was he your guts never wrong? What does your gut tell you on Kent Hovind? Is he actually an up and up guy or is he a little has he got a little oh. Jim Jones in his Kool-Aid? A little bit of Jim, Jimmy boy. But uh, <laughs> my opinion of him, I mean, he's got his mindset on this. I'm not sure what made that happen. I don't agree with it. Uh, like I stated earlier, but you know you're going to have people like him that have their opinions and then you're going to have people that are standing around going, well, maybe there's a different opinion, a different way. And so they follow him and that's their right to do that. And he has a right to say and do what he does. But thank God that most people don't listen or even have thoughts about that. I mean, I don't care where, what country in the world you're at. You got to have some kind of religion. It, it could be anything but you got to have something that's stood the set of time. I mean, you can't so, just say, okay, things are this way and I don't care. So let me get this straight. You're okay with people hearing Kent Hovind, but you definitely don't want them to listen to Kent Hovind. Is that exactly. correct? Exactly. Exactly. You did that really well. I'm proud of you. April, is listening to Kent Hovind detrimental to your scientific future? Uh, I'm an atheist, so no, but I got to say. Um, She's on next week. We can have a debate. I'm the nightmare he didn't want, um, or he does want, but he'll lose. So it doesn't matter. Uh, but I'm pretty sure, like, after he got out of prison, he lived in a van down by the river because Kent puts the van in evangelists. That's what oh. I'm talking about. And here's an interesting thing. He actually does have a couple vans, and he is down by a river. Because I think if you look up Lenox, Alabama, there's it's like population that's thirty. Yeah, you know, I've never heard. I've never heard of that town. And I'm from Florida. And I, <laughs> I mean, I don't know where that's. It could be a park or something. It's thirty. It's thirty minutes away from Pensacola, so it's got to be oh somewhere. My God, Pensacola. You know. He lived in Pensacola, which is the panhandle, but now because of him, it's referred to as the collection plate of America. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, what's, what's interesting is that if he did have a ministry, if he did have a church, Warren, I think you brought up some excellent points subtly. He could have had it set up where every dollar was uh, respectfully left alone via the IRS based on you know the facts that churches every don't. Yeah, every, everything past, but employee right? employee uh, wages because that has to be reported because you have to pay Social Security and taxes even if they do work for the church. You know, you, so, so that's a good point. So you're saying that whether he thinks he did okay or not, he technically had to have done wrong because he's paying wages and no matter what, there's no possible way to legally get paid under the table. That's right. No, that's right. Especially with a church or anywhere else. But we know that happens. I'm not saying about the church, but – that happens. Other small companies, I'm sure, I, I would assume, you know, does this for their employees. But and I always going to get you in trouble, no matter where you're at and what you're doing. I apologize, April. You're a comedian. You guys get paid five or ten bucks under the table all the time. Um, nobody, nobody tells. Anything. We don't get anything. 
<laughs> when I was doing stand-up comedy, there was always that guy that got paid 10 or 15 bucks someplace. He was, he acted like he was better than us. I just couldn't stand that. I was like, God, aren't we all miserable here? But, uh, I have mad respect for the comedians. April, tell me a little bit about your, tell us a little bit about your, your route that you take. So do you like, you know, on any given weekend, are you traveling from Phoenix to Mesa to Tempe to, you know, maybe oh, all the time. Chandler? Yeah. All the time, all around the Valley, just doing a lot of open mics and some shows. Um, the open mics are uh, a lot of times there's only like one person in the audience, kind of like, uh, what uh, Kent's uh, crowd should be. <laughs> That's the amazing thing. Did you guys notice on his YouTube videos, he's got like 145,000 fans, but I'd be willing to bet at least half of those are anti-fans, right? Are those subscribers or just people? Subscribers. So, no, subscribers. Okay. So for example, he's going to make this a video. And April, you know what was funny? is the whole time you were like, <laughs> like this, you're going to be on that video. You're going to be on that video on his side, and they're going to be like, who's that girl? That, <laughs> like that? You were doing that the whole time. I was like, oh, this is great. For those uh, that are listening on Voice America, um, you can actually see what all four of us look like by watching the video on Kent Hovind Official. So if you go to YouTube and watch Kent Hovind, great. And if you're a, a Kent Hovind fan, stay with us each and every week. Last week we had a former Dallas Cowboy and a owner of a CBD uh, factory or, or, or company. And today we have a comedian, April Walterscheid. And April, I am so pumped to have you here. And I just, I know that you were wanting to say at least one or two things during that interview with Kent. Yeah. Was there a time where yeah. you almost unmuted and, and said something? Yeah, yeah. Like he, he doubts evolution so much. Um, that he evolved from an ugly wife to a hotter, younger one. And uh, I don't know how he... <laughs> <laughs> that is so That's true. Certainly evolution. Yeah. That is so true. Um, you know, here's one thing he says, though. He says that if somebody divorces you, you know, you should have the right to be able to remarry, which I, I guess is, is true. Um, but... You know, it still looks a little weird when you get married three times in two years just out of jail or out of prison. So, uh, really? No, I think. I think his new wife, Mary Taco. No, that's his second wife. He only married her for like four or five months. And now he's married to somebody that I don't believe anybody knows her name officially. That's why he didn't talk about it. What's really interesting is we do have some famous anti-Hovens that are available on YouTube. Uh, Warren and Michael, if you guys are game, I would love to see if we could maybe get one of them on to get, you know, their take. They're actually, you know, in these battles with Kent all the time. And if you're listening and if you're a Kent Hoven fan, I don't want you to think that I'm an anti-Hovenite because I actually love the guy's videos. I think he does a lot of good stuff. But I think when you have to judge moral character, you know, the best you can do is, you know, what you believe. And I believe he's definitely somebody that I wouldn't necessarily want my son uh, going into business with. Um, So I don't necessarily think that's saying bad about a person to just say I wouldn't necessarily want to go into business with him. It just means his business ethics is not something you desire or most people. I wouldn't. But personally, you know. Well, let's put it this way. We couldn't run our business like that. No. No, we we have to have. Certified CPA uh, records, you know, financials, P&Ls, balance sheets, and, and tax, uh, tax returns. So, wouldn't go well in our business. Anybody. Well, I think it's a lot like his audience, not smart. <laughs> well, that's the sad thing is, you know, I'm sure some of the members of his audience are really smart. 
It's just, let's be honest, a lot of times people want to believe because maybe they have a relative that's in heaven, you know, no longer on the earth, right? So they want to believe. But I think that there's plenty of ways to believe without uh, prescribing to the, it's got to be exactly as the Bible says. I believe the Bible's got to be full of allegorical stories, right? It can't all be 100% literal. And I think a lot of times with the people that take the Bible literally in every sense of the way, I think they're kind of shortchanging um, you know, the message. Yeah. Kent was like, uh, listening to him was like listening to a serial killer, read his own biography, like on audible <laughs> or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my gosh. I well, think the I only think... truth he spoke was about Cain and Abel and how like all these bullshit religions were born. I think that's the one thing that kind of clouds the religion thing. I think it's good to have a belief in something, but when all people have different beliefs, it ends up sounding like one big fairy tale, doesn't it? That's why people become atheists, because it's like, I don't believe in the Lord of the Rings, so why should I believe in the Lord of the Bible, right? Because if you listen to them, they both sound similar, talking animals, you know, towers, you know, of this, that, and the other. And um, a lot of times our religion kind of sounds a little bit like the Lord of the Rings, so I could see how some uh, atheists are turned off. April, you weren't born atheist, though. You were born into the Catholic Church, yeah. so your, na- your name is in the Book of Life, but you no longer believe. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this. What led you to not believing? Was it a bad situation, or is it just um, you have thoughts? <laughs> people like Kent who cheat on their wife with delusion, so people like that. Like, they delude themselves into, like, you know, I... Like I didn't, if, if I'm famous and doing well for myself, it's not because I put in the work. It's because God like, like, uh, blessed me, you know, it wasn't like my efforts. It was God who blessed me with my singing voice. I didn't work on my singing voice, you know, like I wasn't born with it. No, God, like because of God, you know, I'm just amazing. And I just would read blog posts about that from you know, people I used to admire, actually, like some bands who are not Christian bands, but borderline Christian bands, they would just blog about how like, you know, everything they have is because of God. I'm like, no, like, scientifically, you earned that, you know, you worked for that, whatever you have. There are some people that kind of leave everything up to God, except the bad stuff, right? So if a hurricane comes in and kills everybody, (laughs) you know, it's not God's fault. But if I do something wonderful, it's thanks to God. So I don't think bad of them when they feel that way, but I also think that obviously, you know, if you're going to take the good, you got to take the bad. You, you take yeah. them both and there you have the facts of life, right? Yeah. So, uh, Michael, did you have uh, anything that you wanted to, you know, maybe mention in closing on? Well, just, you know, everybody's going to have their own opinion. I mean, he has his and undoubtedly there's a lot of people value his opinion. I would say 99.9% of America or anywhere would not value that, but that's okay. Everybody has their opinion. I didn't agree with it, but that's okay. I have mine, you have yours. So does that mean that I think everything he's doing is bad? I don't know. I'm not involved with it enough to have an opinion about the guy. Other than listening to him talk, I'm thinking somewhere along the line, he had something happen to him to have such a, negative effect on other people when it comes to religion. Undoubtedly, he's got a good thing going when he talks to people. They have that many people following him. Warren I don't understand and, that. 
Warren, April, and Michael, I have a thought for you guys. So picture his compound or whatever you want to call it down there, right? He said he has, what, a dozen cabins. He says if you go down there, everything is volunteer, and if you stay for longer than a day, he puts you to work, right? Mm -hmm. So now we have this slave labor camp down there in Lenox. And so my question, my question is, let's say in the next year, he's able to make 20 cabins and literally make the equivalent of a five-star resort on free labor. He sells that business, Warren, or that piece of land. He's going to walk away with a couple million bucks that was kind of done for free. Do you guys see what I'm saying? Is there something a no, little I th- bit I think you're right. about that? And it's 140 acres. So, you know, but of course, I don't know. It's out in the middle of nowhere. I don't know what the value of it would be. But still, yeah, he gets free labor, basically. All he does is, is feed them. It's kind of like college football. Feed them. They don't really, they don't really uh, teach them anything but they do feed them and give them room and board. So, you know, but that to me is almost, that's, that's on a different subject, but it's, it's still college football is a lot like that. And they certainly, they certainly don't teach them. That, you know, they don't, they don't make them students that graduate normally. I just have a funny feeling that if he ends up selling that place in the years to come, I don't think any of the people that helped build it are, are going to get no. a dime from no, that. Not at all. Not at all. No, not at all. no, no. No. Definitely not. April, that's God's money. Don't touch. Now, April. Um, that's uh, Hitler's money. That's <laughs> He's dead. Right. down on us right now. April, um, what's your website if somebody if somebody wants to visit you and see what you're doing? What's your website, April? Oh, uh, I think the best place to follow me is Instagram. It's April O'Neil. Like the Ninja Turtles. Warren, where is some place uh, that people can locate you and Michael? And in case you're just listening for the first time, Michael and Warren uh, have a business called Lesden and Associates where they actually help people with business acquisition. What that is basically is where you can actually purchase a business that's already up and running and successful as opposed to starting from scratch. On the other side, if you're a person that's maybe looking to retire from a business and you want to leave your business in the right hands, Warren and Michael would be someone to speak with as well. So, Warren, uh, what's a number that they can reach you or a website or how can they find Um, you and Michael? Personally, they can contact me anytime at 972-741-6139. Again, that's 972-741-6139. They can contact myself and and even through Saturdays, I'll answer the phone. I'll, I'll return phone calls. So, you can always get it. Uh, or you can go onto the internet and just type in Lesden Associates, and you'll go right to our website. How do you spell Lesden? L-E-S-D-O-N. Very simple. Awesome. Great job. Michael, thank did you, you want to say uh, anything to the fans before we uh, call it yes, a day? Yes, I, I would. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening in. Um, we're just getting started ourselves in this business, so we're looking forward to it. We, we really enjoyed the show. We hope for Hopefully down the road, we're going to be able to talk to you about our business and help you in buying or selling businesses. Uh, But we like the show. We look forward to it. We're always looking for a way to make it more interesting for you guys. Uh, Yeah, so next week, we're going to have President Trump and also President uh, wannabe uh, Joe Biden. So stay tuned. Right, his son. That's right. Bond to talk to. Warren and April, you want to give us, give the people at home a goodbye and send us off? Yes. Hey, folks, come, come and uh, see us next week. Michael Saunders show next Monday, 12 Pacific. Hi, I'm April. I'm named after March. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> 
We hope you've enjoyed and learned from this edition of The Michael Saunders Show. Please join Michael and co-host Warren Whitus again next Monday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until we talk again, have an amazing week. And thanks again for listening. 